Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with my co-pilot, co-commander, and co-host, Leanne Whippen, coming to us from Florida today. We have uh, Camaro Dave, Commander Chris, and Chris the Flying Dutchman flying around in the studios here, which you can't see them. We're at the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, of course. And we'd like to thank the sponsor of this segment, our friends over at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. And of course, we've got Will Homer today from Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, buddy. Hi. Hi, Leanne. Hi, Jeff. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. So what's going on in the moo cow business, buddy? Oh, my goodness. I wish you'd box this thing in just a little bit, you know. Well, just start small. In the moo cow business, in the in the live animal world today, the we've got some nice uh change in weather so the cows are still out they're still raising calves alongside of them we still got lots of grass out there but it's time to start thinking about weaning calves pretty soon october becomes the the month where you bring them big big juicy calves off of cows and you bring them down into pasture and start getting them ready for their next step in life and let mom cow stay out there and prepare for winter and put a little extra hide on just put a little extra fat on so that's what's going on in live animal business i think my brother's on vacation again so that you know that, <laughs> again <laughs> so i think the hay's all put away and well, oh my goodness, my dad's done a wild stunt. I think I mentioned before, he, he we got all worried. You know, we didn't have any rain forever in the winter last year, and he made a deal to roll up some extra hay. This year, we had 150% of our usual hay crop, and now he's got 900 round bales of extra hay that he committed to, that he's made. And when you do the math, brrr, he had a friend over the other day, and he says, Merton, you got to make 22 loads with that truck. <laughs> Nobody, that, Nobody's looking forward to that. You know any truck drivers sitting around? No, I don't. <laughs> well, each one of those round bales is what? 1,200 pounds. 1,200 pounds? Yeah, yeah. we put 40, 40 on a truck, and we're going to take them to our feed yard, and they'll blend that into the roughage as a roughage in the diet, and it's straw, and uh, it's because... Become, hay's become valuable this year of course after last year's drought and being we're kind of still Oregon's still in a drought it's just kind of gotten real spotty now and we got right. lucky and and we got the grass we needed and the hay we needed but we haven't had a raindrop since well we had a raindrop the other night i think seven of them yeah so. that's, about right. <laughs> that's about right well i was reading uh, to gear up for this interview oh, this morning. Goodness. Oh, yeah. You know me digging I, in the weeds out uh, there. And you don't let yeah. me prepare for anything. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, now, this has been averted, but there was going to be a rail strike as of tomorrow. Oh, yes. And some of the grain growers and yes. suppliers had stopped yes. a couple days ago. Yes. Even that short stop, does that interrupt the cycle 
Um, it certainly got to interrupt the inventories for grain feeds. I think it probably the only place it would touch us. There's a couple places that we work with that do buy a rail 110 car rail load of grain Uh once a week. But it probably was short enough that we're not going to feel it out here in the Northwest. Probably we're probably okay. But it it could have been ugly. I as I think about, we just happened to make that journey to uh, the Tri Cities area just Tuesday. I was telling you, and we, one of the things that they do, even at the small plant that we work with, is I think they haul they haul something away. I think they they make the tallow. You know, you know that the fat industry has found quite a bit of value because it's been found to be a renewable fuel source. That's me. For the material. (laughs) (laughs) And they're using it for the military. They developed this years ago. But now that that's kind of on the the precedent, you know, the forward Uh, end of this thing, that's been a big deal. Well, they put it in a rail car. So I got to thinking, man, if they're harvesting 1,700 head of cattle a day, five days a week, sometimes six, and that rail car sitting out there, what happens if they can't get the rail car to move yeah. Does that mean the whole thing's going to someday they're going to stop the plant because they can't get the stuff moved away from it? You know, that's the that could be a big deal. And then luckily, I yeah, I read this morning they got it going, I hope, because it could be a big yeah. deal. The feed side, the feed yards we work with for the most part and the, and being right in the heart of feed in the basin, you know, near Hermiston right, right, and, right. and over in Ontario and you've been to Boise country. It's all farm ground, right? I think we're we're kind of okay from the rail rail problems there, but um, it, you know the we're kind of in an elevated market right now, and and we were in an elevated market in 2014, and and the the workers, the dock workers, all went on strike here in the West Coast, and it you know we export quite a bit of pork and beef and the off all items and things, and it seemed to just kick a collapse right in the teeth and started the whole thing so when they were threatening i was like oh god are we gonna is this gonna be the kick in the teeth you know who knows so yeah yeah well i i just find it kind of interesting that um and i'm actually glad it made the news yeah okay because a lot of people don't understand everything that goes whether it's hogs or cattle or sheep or whatever there's a you guys are not all self-contained. Oh, no. You know, yeah. there's a lot of moving parts that people don't realize oh, yeah. to get that steak to your plate. Heavens, yes. You know, and that's yep. why I was I was kind of thinking about that driving up here today because that could really, if they hadn't averted the strike, yeah. and, and even if the strike was a week or 10 yeah. days, that yeah. would... There'd be another supply line issue. Well, in there. the Midwest, right? In the Midwest, there's probably dozens of those feed yards that rely on that 110 car train, you know, weekly. And right. and so that could be a big kink in the system. Uh, the cattle are still going to be fat and ready to go in their schedule. But even, but more importantly, uh, to my thought was, you know, oh heavens, are we going to be able to get the stuff away from the plant? Right. Uh, I don't think very much gets on a rail car, refrigerated rail car going somewhere, but I do think that the other items, maybe export items and such, would have a problem. Can you imagine having two weeks worth of hides laying outside? That would be awful. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Hides. Yeah. That would be awful. Yep. So, Leanne, how's the price of beef in Florida? Oh, gosh. 
Here we go. It's about this. It's 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 about the same. It's yeah. high. Well, yeah. it's it's yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not okay, his fault. So, it's not so his I've fault. been listening. So I this is what I prepared for on my travel down because I and I didn't expect it this far into the conversation this early in the conversation, but it might take the rest of the conversation. So. Um, I've been listening to the podcast, Jeff. Imagine that. Yeah, it's probably because Leanne was a dad. I know. And I like to I listen know. to Leanne. <laughs> I, I like to. So, um, but I have heard you guys talking about the prices. You know, the prices of proteins, and and my my. I've always been the guy who says, oh, by golly, your your food budget's just a part of your, you know, it's just bad. You don't even know it there. But it's been hitting. I, I've been, my wife's been looking at the bill and it's been hitting us too. It's hitting everybody, right? The real scare is it's not here yet. It's it's our from our position, it's not here yet. And the cattle, the beef guy hasn't gotten there. So what we've dealt with, and maybe I've mentioned this before and because I, I you know I should write things down that I, <laughs> I talk to different people about, but in 2021, all that money hit the market and demand hit beef and it ran the price of beef, the 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 price of boxed beef out of the back end of a plant, right? The right. wholesale price. It ran that right up through the roof on the retailer. And the retailer didn't see it coming. I didn't that we've talked in the past. They let they let their bottom line show them what's wrong instead of knowing the price of beef half the time. And so so that came up and kicked them. I'm I'm buzzing here. Yeah. Okay. That came up does this me? Yeah, okay. Is that, that's okay. Okay, that came up and kicked them, and uh, they so they raised their retails to cover that pricing in 2021, and they haven't let it back down. But my wholesale prices have fallen back down, not to the same level they were pre 2021, but they've fallen way back down. In fact, they fell three bucks this week. Kind of been not very good. So, <laughs> so the wholesale price of beef is pretty pretty reasonable. The retail price is still as high as they were getting for it in 2021 to heal up from the burst that got them. But at the same time, they're still selling plenty of beef. So they're kind of and they're having trouble keeping employees. So they're going yeah, this this I think A plus B equals C here. I think we're going to stick with this. So so you're seeing high prices and you're seeing the high prices as a result of 2021 high price of boxed beef, wholesale beef. That came from a excited demand for beef. It wasn't the cost of the cattle. That was the year. That was the second year in which they left a lot of money in the packers' hands, and that was okay. But now we are investing today in cattle and corn. As you see, corn is expensive. It's gone through the roof. Nobody can decide whether we're having a big crop or a little crop, and that's just typical of September. And the cattle that we're bidding on and buying to fill to make sure we have beef for March, April, May, June, July of next year right now are terribly expensive compared to what we paid last year. Maybe uh, maybe $150 to $200 a head more. We know our corn is going to be um, $150 to $200 a head more. And we only make 450 pounds of steer. So I just put $2 a pound on it that I've already, I'm already struggling with today. Right. right. And so, and, and it's going to get more expensive. That's my point, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get, it's going to, so, so from my seat, 
I have to prepare. I know that you and Leanne and all your people who were listening to us out here are reacting to it and going, oh, dear God, Will, how much are you going to want? And I'm just going to try and pay the bills as we go forward. But I, I, I'm going to have to react to the fact that I know I'm not going to sell as much as I used to. Right. No, I get that. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back here on Barbecue Nation with Leanne and Will Homer, the COO of Painted Hills Natural Beef, right after this. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Ms. Leanne Whippen, Hall of Famer, I might add. Did you ever congratulate her on Congratulations, Leanne. On oh, thank Hall of Fame. you. That's thank right. you. Uh, if you want to go... Is coming up? Yep. <laughs> yep. They're going to put a little tiara on her. Oh, good. Yeah. Nice. Like that. Um, if you want to contact us or find out more about us, just go to barbecuenationjt.com. And there's they're right there on the homepage. You can send us a note. Uh, I did have my computer reconfigured totally with new software and stuff Uh-oh. the other day. Uh, and as you know, when you do that, you lose a lot, a lot. You can't see what he's doing to me, Leanne. <laughs> um, you lose a lot of programs and stuff of like that, but I got them all back. Oh, good. And so now the message will come right back to me instead of going out into. You still got that Oregon Trail software back on there? I did. Yeah. I did. Gosh. <laughs> Almighty. Uh, and also you can go to any of the podcast sites, Apple, um, any of those captivate we're on all those platforms wow you don't even know do you i don't know what captivate i think i heard that the other somebody Captivate's mentioned a, captivate a distribution the hub oh and they send them out that, to yes. spotify and all that yeah, stuff. Okay. okay all right so that's where we're at uh we were talking about inflation a, a little bit and the price of beef how do you think that's measuring on the same playing field even though they're different playing fields uh but in the consumer playing field as far as maybe the price of pork or even the price of tomatoes. Well, it's funny you mentioned pork because I just happened to have a get together with a friend of mine recently who's tied into pork far bigger than I am. And he is frustrated because pork right now, uh, I think uh, 22% of pork is exported. And China in its shutdown position and and it has overproduced its pork industry and kind of hurt its own self. So we're not exporting all that pork like we were previously. And he's struggling to sell pork. And his comment was exactly what I just said is was, well, these darn retailers won't let any won't put any ads in to move the tonnage we need to move. Yeah. And so they're they've got their margins where they want their their retail price where they want it to be, and they're just going to kind of sit on that. And and I think that I really think that's back to employment. I think that's back to, and I think we've talked about that here too. Is right. is back to having enough people to chop it up and put it in the case. And and so as a as a shop owner or retailer, I would be. I think there's plenty of people walking in the door buying stuff. It's just a matter of getting at the last ten feet with uh with employees when yeah. getting it done you were talking uh we've talked about this a couple of times leanne but you were talking a couple of shows ago and then i chimed in on that too 
uh, you were saying you paid like 25 bucks or something for a rack of baby backs down where That's you correct, live. correct, in the store. Yeah. yeah. And it's still holding. Yeah, mine was the same way. I, I We had company over last weekend. I bought three racks, actually. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> that bill was like 80 bucks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so funny. I was listening to the radio and they're like, and we have chicken thighs, organic chicken thighs on sale for $7.99 a pound. Yeah. And they're advertising it wow. like it's a great deal. I'm wow. like, $7.99. Yeah. yeah. Hello, a dollar and a quarter, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's been my, my worry is that it's, you know, I, I read an article the other day, 14% increase in your grocery bill. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I know protein prices have been the same for a year. So, they ha- they went up after in the late half of 2021 to right. catch up with the first part of that explosion explosive pricing but they haven't changed this year they're still stuck so they haven't hit yet they're gonna they're gonna have to unless now there's another side to this and that is that all those all <laughs> We've already got a flow of cattle going to the to the harvest and being done and cattlemen being done because when I started this thing, when I when I started this, what was it, eighteen years ago, whatever it was, you know, the average cattleman was fifty seven. Well, just add eighteen years to that because right. there isn't any young people, right? right? Or very few. Do they blend? I don't know if they they don't think they can blend that price at that age out. So they're just they're all headed to the market. They're all headed to town and it'll get worse. And if if this Two or four hundred dollars. I just talked about that. I got bought in the. I got spent against these cattle. If it this market doesn't react for April, May, and June on the live animal price, we're gonna be we're we're gonna be the ones taking the hit, and it's gonna it's just gonna disappear. But but that's what we're working with is a shortage. The cattle supply is supposed to get smaller. The beef price is gonna get up. These guys are bidding cattle up already and imagining that they're already gone. I can't get my dad, the guru of cat, of live animals, to give me a straight answer. You know, do no you think kidding. they're there? Do you don't think they're there? So, yeah. Well, when we were over at your meet and greet, yeah, in July, and you had Pat there from the oh yeah, the statistician for the yes. beef council or uh, what, what, cattle facts, Pat, cattle Patrick facts. Linnell from cattle facts, yeah. yeah. It's like Carfax, Leanne, but it's all about bovines. <laughs> I love that. Um, but he stood up there and told your group that you got the the industry. Like within a year or sixteen months, I can't remember the time frame. It was going to be a million head short. Yep, a million head of cattle short. Yep, that's a lot of hamburger that's not going to get out. There. That's a week and a half's production. So yeah. it's a week and a half out of a system that is hand to mouth. It is a as we found as soon as they went to knocking down production for COVID. We found out real quick it's hand to mouth, right? It's right. it's it's perfectly timed and it's tight. It's a whole tight thing, and now you're going to take a week and a half production out. That's yeah, it'll but be I a think the deal. demand will be down too. I, I think yeah. people are cutting back on their purchases, so it might balance out, right? Yeah, well, that that's the you're right. You're absolutely right. That's the that's the the catch. Will demand be down? So far, out of all the things they've said that would be down, it hasn't happened. Right. Air traffic is up and right. And auto traffic is up and all these things are up. Nothing's been down that they say is going to be down. But yet, God, it's got to hit at some point. Does something something's got. But I'm not old enough to know. I'm not 
I'm not old enough to know. I, I don't know what my dad runs around. You don't know what recession is or depression. Or I do. Else. I don't know what depression is, but I know I've lived through three recessions yeah. in my life because I'm 10 years older than you. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're not fun. Yeah. They're not fun. The one we had in 91 put a lot of people out of business. Yeah. So yeah. if, so if back to what Leanne said, if it, if demand decreases and then the prices don't go up to cover the money I just invested in all these cattle, there's no way to, this is, that's just a flat loss. That's just flat puking dollars out in the system. And, and I'm already, I'm already trying to recover from some of that. So that kicked us right in the teeth too. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with uh, Will Homer from Painted Hills Natural Beef right here on Barbecue Nation right after this. Hey everybody, it's JT from Barbecue Nation and my friends down at Smoky Bones have come up with a great summer special for you. For a limited time, get the Rib Feast for only $19.99. Now, Rib Feast comes with a house rack, two sides, garlic bread, and a drink, and that's when you actually eat at the restaurant. Smoky Bones, the masters of meat, well, they have about 63 locations from Illinois all the way down to Florida, and they bring you fire-grilled favorites and barbecue platters every day for lunch and dinner. And it's great stuff. So find a Smoky Bones near you and enjoy their summer rib feast special. Only $19.99. That's Smoky Bones, the masters of meat. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Leanne Whippen and uh, Mr. Will Homer, COO of Painted Hills Natural Beef. We'd like to thank Painted Hills for sponsoring this segment of this show and uh it's the best beef on the market i say that will won't say that he'll say it's really good but i say it's the best so there you go and also the folks over at gunter wilhelm knives great uh great quality knives for a reasonable price check them out online at gunterwilhelm.com if you want to email us like i said just go to barbecuenationjt.com there's a drop down menu as you scroll down the page you can send us a note and either leanne or i will um answer it maybe admonish you but we will answer it so there you go <laughs> so we were talking about prices and stuff and yes and you know leanne had said to me privately and well on the show too a couple of weeks ago how much she paid for ribs yeah uh, i i can verify that yeah and i even bought them at the cheap store yeah and they were still ungodly i have a tough time and i know this isn't your your wheelhouse but yeah. i have a tough time paying like 26 28 dollars for a rack of of yeah. uh, baby backs yeah that's just me mm -hmm. well there's mm -hmm. and leanne asked if there was moderate if somebody was managing that right? right and and really it's all about customer demand consumer demand the, the, every store has a bargain bin down on the end and if the bargain bin's empty that may or if it's full that means that there there's too high or there's not enough customers and if the bargain bin's empty means that somebody else beat you there Right. But, it, <laughs> but, True. The, but the internally they've got that. And then externally, I think we always have, of course, not everybody's a Costco member or, but we always have a Winco slash Costco slash, I don't know how Walmart does it, but uh, one of these retailers that simply looks at the price and they mark it up at their percentage and they pass it on to the customer versus the standard method of retail seems to me that there's a 
uh, 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 an approved uh, customary price, right? I mean, I and I'm having problems with this. I'll be honest with you. I'm having a lot of problem with the fact that I'm having problems pricing my beef high enough to pay for the cow versus thinking, well, f- t- top shirlings are four ninety nine. That's just what they are. That's what they've been forever, right? Right. But that ain't enough to pay for the. That ain't enough to pay me to go to work. Yeah. So that I have to change my attitude, and we have to change everything that goes along with it in my world, at least from that side. But but the but the customer, the the store, you know, depends on what part of the world it's in, what kind of store it is. I told Gabrielle the other day that, um, and and I. I probably shouldn't share, but anyhow, that, you know, I work with a lot of butcher shops and butcher shops look at the whole picture and the whole image and they might take my $10 a pound ribeye and sell it for $16.99 because they look across the counter at Leanne and Jeff and say, you know, $16.99, I can trim it and sell it to them for that. And I still make money around here. I'm doing okay. But a grocer has a whole big portfolio that they're trying to manage and they know they have to hit marks and grosses and and nets and all these things. And typically they take a $10 ribeye and make it $20 a pound to try because they know they're going to trim 22% of it off and they're going to end up with this many pounds that makes the rack and they got to make the gross and the guy's got to be able to do it in 15 minutes or less or whatever. So so the but the but the big guy is also the guy who gets all the bargain deals too. He works more on the you know I got to get a special on this week and we got to write an ad for that week and we got to write an ad for the other one. It's kind of a it's a it's a it's a it's a wild it's a it's like cowboys right? You call them cowboys for a reason. It's, yeah. This business is cowboy from one end to the other. Do you think there'll be a gap? Let me let me clarify what that gap is. <clears throat> When you're talking about the consumer, we, and we've talked about inflation and we've talked about all kinds of stuff, but if you've got to raise your price yeah. to pay for that yeah. head, yeah. okay, yeah, like that, and the store, because as soon as you do that, the bigger retailers are going to go, aha, and I'll, I'll guarantee you within a few months, they'll, they'll raise it a buck a pound, right. whatever yeah. they're doing. Right. Doesn't that price some people out? Yeah. Sure. I got I told you, I got to know what I'm going to have to move. I know I got to know, am I going to shrink when I go? Because I I basically live in a world. If you assumed that the box beef trade was zero, no profit, no loss, whatever it was zero. I live in a world that's maybe two, $2 over that somewhere like that across the board. And that's that. And you can't get $2 for everything. Right. So you have to play a whole wild game, but we might be going to a place where I'm $4 over that. Or five dollars over that, right? And your gap becomes what I just tell you about that ten dollar ribeye. If right. my, if the USDA ribeye, which they say is going to go, you know, higher than that as we go through Christmas, of course, because demand, right? Right. It wouldn't right, be right. that high if it wasn't demand, right? So let's just take ten dollars. That's a ten dollar ribeye. You double it. It's twenty dollars a pound. If my ribeye's fourteen, what's that? Twenty eight dollars. Right. So now when I'm I'm walking down that when we started twenty five years ago and we could we were we were fifty cents over or a dollar over and we went and the customer walked down the case and they saw a $2 difference or three, whatever they could kind of, you know, Hey, that's, you know, yeah, I'll give that a try. And now I'm going to have to really lean on my customers really going to have to stand up and say, no, will your stuff really is that good. And I really am here for you because that's where we're going to have to be. Do you need me to put on a, cheerleaders outfit Maybe. and a, some pom-poms mm-hmm. and go to the we're stores gonna, we're gonna go back to ha- shaking hands at stores that would doing, be no doing what, we, <laughs> <laughs> doing what we used to do 
<laughs> yep, we're going to go back to shaking hands at stores and doing what we used to do because that was our biggest, that's our biggest thing is to stand there and talk to folks in the stores, talk to both the guy behind the counter as well as the person in front of the counter. And we just did a, Gabrielle and I did eight, eight days, who knows how many miles off down to Bandon and yeah, Eureka and, and down there stores that I had never been, we'd never been to. And those stores were happy with us and they loved us. And it was great. It was, you know, it was really actually, it was better for us than it was them. <laughs> to get out of fossil. Or? Just to, just to see people that still appreciate you. Yeah. You know, appreciate what you're doing and appreciate you. Cause it's, it's a tough business. It all, you get bogged down in the X's and O's and you forget about the, the hearts and you know, the, the good stuff. So yeah. why would you say that's a hard no, Leanne, with me being on pom poms and because oh, you were never a cheerleader. They buy that me. cowboy hat though. Yeah. When he puts that cowboy hat on, they buy it hook, yeah. line, and sinker. Oh yeah. They do. I don't, but he does. Yeah. <laughs> the truth shall set you free. Hey, I retired from being a cowboy a long time ago. So. I kind of got caught. We have uh, we have the pleasure of Cycle Oregon being in Fossil this week. Oh, and boy. They've, they've been there two days. And guess what? The other day they called me and said, hey, will you come talk to these people? What? So, okay, I'll go talk. So then I got there and I'm like, well, did the mayor come talk or anybody come talk? Kind of, you know, no, you're just here to fill in between these two bands. Uh, I don't have a puppet. I don't tell jokes. <laughs> but what surprised me the most is I said, hey, I'm Will Homer with Painted Hills Natural Beef. And, and we are, here's the headquarters of, I don't know, have any of you heard of Painted Hills Natural Beef? And I got a roar of an applause. And they I, listened oh to this show. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, they got a bicycle and that pe- pedaling in first gear out there in Wheeler County. That's some steep stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. We don't even like doing it with a... Ford F-250 underneath us, I'm looking for an electric bike. I want to get to biking again, but I'm looking for one with the help. <laughs> you need help, all right. Uh, Leanne, when people come talk to you at these events and stuff, and I know they always come to you first because, uh, you know, you're kind of the reigning queen of barbecue and all that, and, and, I, and I'm not being a smarty aleck. Some people might think so, but no, that's how high I think of her, but... When they come to talk to you about beef and stuff, do they, what do they say? Do they say, I love it, but I can't afford it, or I only serve my family ribeyes, or what types of conversations do you have? Almost 99% of the time, people are addressing brisket and, you know, how they struggle with how to cook brisket. And because of the high investment um, and the cost of brisket right now, they don't want to blow it. So they want tips on being able to have a successful cook because it's a lot of money at stake. So that that tends to be the biggest thing. Brisket's not cheap anymore. Nope. No, and look at the size. I mean, you're you're talking, you yeah. know, fifteen to eighteen pounds yeah. average. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, they can go ahead and do a flat that's less weight. Um, that's you know, in $6. my opinion, if you're going to cook a brisket, you cook a whole brisket. <laughs> yeah. A flat is six bucks. Yeah. Pound? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What are you doing for Packers? Uh, 480 and I'm too cheap. Yeah, that is cheap. Yeah. See. Well, that's wholesale. So. But still, that's, I'm, yeah, I am too cheap. I know I am, but I'm not quite selling them all. So, but I got to, that's such a balancing act. You know, you're selling them all. How you sell, not selling them all. 
if you're not selling them all at 480, does that mean the price is too high or do you have to go get more from the folks that are sold on them and want to buy them? And then what do you do with the extras? And oh my God, it's, and, and that's 29 different pieces. Why don't you send a truckload to Liam? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, it's, because it's a dollar 20 or 30 a pound to get it to her or something like, I mean, it's it'd be expensive as hell to get it to her. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I mean, just, just send her a charity box. Oh, and, okay. You know, free briskets. And- oh, okay. Some of those uh, terrace majors, which you now, what do you call them? Polite, uh, petite, petite tenders or shoulder tenders. Yeah. Shoulder tenders. Yeah. Uh, those are good. Yeah. I'm sure she'd welcome the delivery man. At that I'm day. sure. Like yep. that. Yeah. I'm sure. I think when, when people talk to me and I live in a town that's, that's very quiet, there's a lot of retired folks there, but there's also a lot of Hispanic folks. It's very culturally diverse and it's a great town to live in. But you <laughs> You know, what's funny is the Hispanic people, and I, I watch, yeah. I watch people shop when yeah. I'm in the store. It's just something I do. And they will pick out the better quality cuts of meat. The retired people, they're looking for sirloin or lower. Yeah. Like that. And, and I understand it's budget and budgetary and they're on fixed in incomes at that point in their lives for the most part and all that. But they do look at that. But with the, but the other side is the Hispanic folks. If some of them have some of them have pretty large families, and they've got to they've got to feed them all. You know, they're looking at at briskets or you know whole sirloins or something like that. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna be back here on Barbecue Nation. I just got the word from on high from the other room here that we have to take a break. So we'll be back with Will Homer and Ms. Leanne Whippen, who's going to get her crown here in a couple of weeks in Kansas City Mm -hmm. right after this. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Okay, we're back. How's that? That was my my best little Elmer Fudd imitation there. Uh, I'm JT. This is Barbecue Nation on USA Radio Networks, along with Ms. Leanne Whippen, Mr. Will Homer, the COO of Painted Hills Natural Beef. You know, I have some notes here, which I haven't used the whole show, but, uh, you know, one of the notes here says changes over the years and on the horizon. Now you talked a little about that. And the reason I put that question in there is because you've always got to get your Ouija board out and try to figure out this time next year, what are you going to be selling? And so how many, you know, how many yearlings do you have to buy or, or, you know, you've got all this stuff. Yeah. Going on. What happens when you don't get it right? <sighs> Besides Merton Homer coming in your office and yelling. They at lose you. money. They lose I don't money. know. Well, yeah, right. You will. You, 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 my, my father has a motto. The only thing worse than expensive cattle is no cattle. Right. Expen- and he believes the worst, that. The worst I know thing that. about no beef is uh, worse than expensive beef is no beef. So, Right now we have a hole for March, so March, April, May, and the and the downside, the good thing about a hole for March is that beef is a tough sell in March, February, March, April, 
um, middle meats, the ribs, strips, and tenders don't carry much value. And that's mm-hmm. where we carry a lot of our value to pay for the cow. So pay for the steer. So, so I, we're in a battle right now. How full do you want to fill the hole? And the, but then we've lived through some pretty nasty winters where, you know, we don't allow cattle that have been doctored to get in the program. Right. right. So we've been through some nasty, nasty winters where cattle have gotten doctored, gotten sick in the feed yard, doctored out of the program. And in, I believe it was 2017, he came in my office and he says, what do you think about skipping a kill? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and, I said, and he says, well, I, I don't think I have the cattle. Oh, okay. Well, the problem with skipping a kill in most cases we think we talk about lots of big boxes around here right but there's 150 pounds of steer of trim that comes out of that plant that feeds into a grinder somewhere within three days that feeds into a patty machine that goes out on the street and it's a flow that's a factory flow and you can't just give a week yeah (laughs) yeah exactly you can get short a week but you can't just skip a week so that so we split one load we split one kill into two and kind of blended our way through but we've had all the everything i keep i'm a chart guy i'm an excel and a chart guy and i got all these charts and i print all these charts out and every year's chart has a story in it somewhere you remember when this happened you know that you you get almost like farming when the grain cart fell over there you know i mean it's just it's just there's a story because you're working with livestock but but um yeah, yeah, that that's our biggest question right now is 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 the economy going to crap out? Is is Merton Homer going to be right and we're going to have 21% interest again? By god, that's what's going to happen. He says, "So, or, or are we going to every time or, or am I still going to pay $1000 to fly to Lubbock because it's because it's planes overloaded, right? I, I, I what what where are we at? What what's in the middle? I, well, we're all asking those questions. I know. <laughs> Even if we're not in the cattle business, I think we're all asking we those questions. Yeah, because, we are. And there's no reasonable answers out there because, none. you know, if, if you look at the people in Washington, I don't, I'm not talking about a particular party or anything, but they look like the hear no evil, see no evil, you know. They're not connected. Speak no evil. They're no. not the, the the TV. Well, I don't watch it. Well, I watch the TV some and the the phone, my phone, the noise on the phone and the and the traffic on the road. None of that's connected. No, it's not. It's not connected. It's just it's so disconnected right now. Yeah, it's scary. Well, it is because we have a lot of money committed We we already, you know, I mean, we just just we yeah, we just have a ton of money already committed and we have a hole in March we have to fill. <laughs> and we're talking about 2000 head of cattle to fill. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's yeah. just March. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it happens, but that, you know, some people say, well, you know, that that comes when you when your company grows and expands and all. Yeah, but you're dealing with a live commodity. And I we mean, and commodities work in little bitty margins, right? Yeah. They don't it's not big money. It's not like Google packing away. I heard something the other day says, you know, they're bitching at your fuel guy and he's making a one and a half percent margin and they're bitching at your grocery guy and he's making a two percent margin and they're bitching at your fuel, you know, and Google's packing away 30 percent of them just just like it's made for them, you know. Yeah. And so we're just funding the wrong people. <laughs> but that's the the reality is the food industry is so messed up. I cannot believe we do this to ourselves for anybody in the food industry. I don't care who it is. But I, I can't believe that we we keep it that slim everywhere. You know, when you when you give those examples, 
Yeah. I remember, and Leanne, you may remember this too. A few years ago, I'm going to say probably eight years ago, there was a television show about a, a group of survivors in their own little town. And there was a big like dome. (laughs) Okay. And it it went quite a way. So they could, they could, it's in Arizona. They could, no, not that one. Oh, but they could venture out and they could forage for stuff. I mean, it was, you know, okay. Like that. And all these people had started planting their own gardens. And I know how that works in television. They buy plants, full grown plants and stick them in the ground, but they, they'd grown all these, gardens and this guy and his wife had his younger sister she wasn't little she was 20 and her boyfriend over for dinner and they were having vegetables and some protein of some sort and they said something about growing food and the kid looked right across the table and this proves how disconnected things are even though it's a fantasy tv show he goes well when the internet comes back up, we can just order food from there. <laughs> and that's, that's always been one of my little quirky things. Like I, I look yeah. at people and, and, and think, uh, you really think that's the way it works? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to the drones that just drop it off within 30 minutes, whatever you need. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I guarantee you that at some barbecue competition, Leanne, if once that gets there, they're going to be ordering a rack of ribs and a brisket and they're going to drop it off and they're going to take it down and they're going to slice it and they're going to run it, turn it to the judges. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we got to get out of here and uh, we'll thank you for coming over. Yeah. Thank you. And you're going to, you're going to stick around. Yeah. You come for the donuts. Yeah. Yeah. you're going to stick around for after hours and Miss Whippin is going to stick around for after hours. Yes. And um, so what are you going to do with your tiara real quick? It's a trophy evidently that weighs a ton that stretch makes every year. Oh. And um, so I don't even know what it looks like. I think it might have a rack of ribs, but it's not a tiara, but I mean, it's going to be too heavy to put on my head. And set it behind her in the picture. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we can do that. Anyway, we're going to get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, We've got Fergalicious coming up, and we've got a couple other folks in the next couple weeks. Anyway, we got to go. See you next week. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.